Before we start off today's show, I gotta ask you guys a question. How many of you have made the switch? The switch from that crappy $2 toothbrush that you've gotta drive to the grocery store and replace every couple of months to an electric toothbrush or to a Sonicare toothbrush. Right now at Green Mountain Dental Group, you guys can actually get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. It's an awesome value because a Sonicare toothbrush it's pretty expensive. It's like 50 to 75 bucks. It's a really nice electric toothbrush. It's not some crappy electronic that's gonna break on you after a couple of weeks. So call up Green Mountain Dental Group, schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, and you'll get a Sonicare toothbrush. What's going on, guys? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. Harrison Wind here, Monday edition of the show. I'm solo today. Votes out, Mars is out. So you've just got me. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, home of the stir. Make sure to check out Illegal Pete's while you still can. I'm not sure how much longer Illegal Pete's and uh, some of the great businesses of Denver are going to be open for, but we will see. Here's what I've got on today's show. I'm just going to go over some news, the latest with the NBA and the coronavirus. Some news came out on Sunday night here uh, from Woj about a potential timeline that the league is targeting to maybe get games back. Maybe we see a playoffs this year. Maybe we get the regular season finished out. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on that, how likely I think that is to happen also, some news from over the weekend regarding the Nuggets, how KSE joined pretty much every team in the league and started paying their part-time employees uh, for a period of 30 days here, while obviously the NBA and NHL seasons are suspended and no events are going on at Cronky Sports and Entertainment operated facilities. There are a lot of them. Did you know Cronky Sports and Entertainment operated Paramount Theater? Because I didn't before uh, writing a story this weekend on that. So uh, I'll talk about that story a little bit as well. And then also kind of begin to talk about what we've learned about this Nuggets team and you'll know, get into, I don't want to call it a year in review because obviously the year's not over, although the fact that I'm talking about it probably gives you guys a good idea about how likely I think the season is to return. But I'm going to just kind of compare some numbers team-wide for the Nuggets last year to this year. Come to some conclusions about them based on what we saw from first two-thirds of the season and just kind of go over some storylines. And I'm sure we'll get into that a lot more later this week. And uh, we've got a lot to review if this indeed is the end of the season. So we've got a lot of time for that, but I'll, I'll start that on the tail end of today's show. Again, we are presented by Illegal Pete's. Make sure to check them out while we still can. Home of the stir the best burrito bowls in Denver, the best smothered burrito in Denver. That's a little secret item, little little hints off the old uh, secret menu at Illegal Pete's. I don't know if they advertise that one that much, but the smothered burrito. So we're on day four of no basketball, right? The NBA officially put their season on hold Wednesday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm recording this Sunday night. Most of you guys will listen to this Monday morning, the fifth day of no basketball. It feels like four or five years. That Wednesday night when I was at the office, I was there with D-Line, Eric Weed, and we were watching that game, going to do a post-game show, which we ended up doing. The post-game show obviously turned out much different than we thought it would when we arrived there that night, but 
Wednesday night seems like ages ago. So much has happened. And uh, the NBA today, or I guess Woj comes out with a report that the NBA is potentially targeting a mid to late June return. He's kind of framing it as a, a best case scenario for the league. And that certainly seems like it is. Apparently, if the NBA was to return in mid to late June, there are discussions around playing with no fans, playing at team facilities. Another piece of news is that it looks like they're going to cancel the G League 2, which normally wraps up in late March anyway. I don't think that's really a big deal anyway. But yeah, Woj reporting today that teams could be quote-unquote bracing, as he put it, for a mid to late June return. Here's why I don't see it happening. A... Because if that timeline really did take place and the regular season did return in mid to late June, the playoffs obviously wouldn't wrap up till the very end of summer. You know, we're talking about August, September, October. It would throw an entire wrench into what could happen next season. And obviously, if the NBA does have an option of returning this season, the league will do everything in its power to play the regular season out to play the playoffs out, to get all that ticket revenue, to get all that television revenue and all that playoff ticket and television revenue that they could be losing and get that back. The league will do everything in their power to do that. But if they do go on this timeline, a a mid to late June return, it's going to totally screw up next season. And, And that could have some ripple effects that, you know, go, go forward over, you know, the next 12 months. I just don't see that happening. It's the best option for the owners, right? If they want some more money in their pocket. But just for the state of the league, I think they might just be wiser. I think they would definitely be wiser in just cutting their losses now and going into next season with a clean slate. Pushing the calendar back, that could be a result of it, but... You know, if they're really just pushing the calendar back to maximize the gate and TV revenue that they could get from the remainder of this season, that seems kind of crazy. So that's a reason I just don't see it happening. It would mess up the timeline of the league way too much. The second reason why I don't see it happening is the other piece of news that dropped today. The CDC, which stands for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, They came out with kind of a statement that they said they recommend organizers cancel or postpone events with 50 people or more for eight weeks. What does that mean for the NBA? Obviously, no NBA in eight weeks. And, you know, eight weeks from now takes us through like the middle of May, I believe, you know, two months, pretty much May 15th, just to ballpark it. And so obviously in Woj's report, the NBA is saying, all right, we're going to return after that. But The CDC says they want to recommend organizers cancel or postpone events with 50 people or more for eight weeks. It's not like after eight weeks, or at least uh, I don't think after eight weeks, uh, suddenly we're going to be back up and running like normal. You know, depending on how seriously you take this coronavirus thing and, you know, I, I would preach to all you guys to practice social distancing as much as possible here, uh, but I think this is a bigger issue than the league initially thought it was and that a lot of people thought it was when it started. And I don't think it's just going to go away after eight to 10 weeks and we're going to be back to normal. Um, So 
just with, with that news from the CDC today and Woj's report that the league is targeting a mid-June return, it's honestly just tough for me to see this season getting played out. And that's honestly a little bit of how I thought, not right from the beginning, but really from the time when I could kind of get my head around this disease and this virus and really understand how big of a scale it was and how big of an impact it could make. From that point on, I thought it was very unlikely that this season would get played out. And, you know, that's still how I think. I I guess I can see where the owners are coming from. They want to get their money. They want to see the season played out. But it just doesn't seem like it's going to be, A, possible, and B, A, A, possible, because in the end, it's probably not going to be up to these owners. It's going to be up to organizations like the CDC and governments. It's not going to be up to the league, potentially. And it's just not going to be in the best interest of the league to you know, try to cram this season in here, middle to late summer, and then have next year's calendar thrown off. So all in all, I just don't really think it's totally likely that the league comes back. Obviously, we will have a lot more time to talk about it, but that's kind of just where my head is at after those two news items dropped today. So Friday, as many of you know, we opened the DNVR bar. And uh, obviously, we had planned for our grand opening to be a lot different than it turned out to be. There were a couple of us uh, at the bar Friday night, which is also our office. Um, but thanks to those of you who you know, came out, it was good to meet you guys. And we definitely had a lot of Strawberry Skies. The Strawberry Skies were flowing. That's a great thing about the DNVR bar, which I encourage you all you guys to hit up once this thing passes and we get back to normal. But the DNVR bar is stocked with Breck Brew. Uh, I think they've definitely got the Hot Peak IPA. They've definitely got the Strawberry Sky. I was sitting next to one of my buddies who was ordering one Hot Peak IPA after another Friday night. So if you're into the Breck Brews, if you've been practicing what we've been preaching, they've got you covered at the DNVR bar whenever we make it down there and you know whenever we get back to normal. So it was a lot of fun Friday night. We're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff there throughout, obviously, the rest of the year and for years to come, hopefully. So make sure to check it out. Also, right now at Mile High Green Cross, these guys have award-winning products. Also, everyday low prices. You can sign up for their loyalty program right now and receive 20% off your entire purchase once per month. They're conveniently located on 9th and Broadway, most importantly, they got parking in the back. Right now, you can get $99 pre-pack ounces, V3 hash oil bulk deals, five cartridges for $100. Also, sign up for their loyalty program and receive 20% off your entire purchase once per month. That offer extends to current members. VR Nuggets Podcast, Harrison Wind, Monday edition of the show. We are presented by Illegal Pete's, home of the stir. Everybody always asks me what my favorite item is at Illegal Pete's. If I'm really hungry, like if I haven't eaten all day, it's the smothered burrito. It's a burrito just in a bowl with two scoops of green chili on it. It's absolutely to die for. But if I'm just looking for a regular order, usually go with the burrito bowl, chicken or steak, you know, can't go wrong there. So, 
Check out Illegal Pete's, of course, home of the stir. So uh, what I want to get into now is a bit of news that dropped from a Nuggets perspective over the weekend. This started, uh, this kind of ripple effect throughout the league started Wednesday night, actually. Nuggets, Mavs. The season gets suspended at halftime of that Nuggets and Mavs game. Of course, that game ended up getting played out, which I was a little surprised about. Uh, But anyways, Mark Cuban, really in the first interview of anyone, you know, uh, of an owner, of a player, uh, of an executive about the league getting canceled. The first interview was Mark Cuban. He was sitting courtside. He got a couple interviews that night. I think Altitude interviewed him. I know the ESPN broadcast that the game was on obviously interviewed him, but What was so impressive about Mark Cuban in that interview, and it's something that's been impressive about him as an owner for a while now, but he had the wherewithal in that interview to say, yes, we are going to continue to pay our part-time employees while the league is suspended. No, everything that's going on in that moment, there's a game going on. Look, the season, while I've been around it, has obviously never been suspended. I'm not sure since Mark Cuban has been around, if it's ever been just suspended like that at a job of a hat. I don't think it is. It's obviously had a suspension like this for the lockout, but it was so much different. So just for him to to have the wherewithal in that moment with so much going on, with the chaos building around him in in that situation, to stand up and say, yes, we're going to pay our part-time employees while the league is suspended – I thought that was pretty impressive. But what happened since then is really almost every team in the league. And the last list I looked at, Matt Moore, the Action Network, has been updating this list around the clock, uh, doing God's work there. But I think he had 27 or 28 out of 30 teams that have committed to at least help their employees out in some way. Some teams have committed to paying their part-time and hourly arena workers For 30 days, that seems to be kind of the company line that most of these organizations are towing here. The 30 days, that obviously has to do with the fact that Adam Silver said, uh, I believe that was on Thursday on Inside the NBA, that the league would be on a hiatus for at least 30 days. Now, we know it's going to be obviously a lot longer than that. It's going to be months, not days. Uh, So I think that's what most of those owners are going off of. You would only hope that they continue to pay their part-time and hourly employees past that 30-day window. But anyways, most teams have rallied around the example that Mark Cuban kind of set and have committed to paying their part-time and hourly employees, which is a gesture that I said from the very start absolutely needed to happen These owners have to pay these part-time and hourly employees. It's something that they absolutely need to do. Most have. And, you know, the really cool thing that's happened is players have gotten behind it too. Giannis donated $100,000 to Bucks Arena employees. Kevin Love did the same. Blake Griffin did the same. Zion Williamson, a rookie who's played half a season, not even half a season, like 20 games, who is making a fraction of what Giannis and Kevin Love and Blake Griffin have made and have made in their careers, committed to paying the part-time and hourly employees at Smoothie King Center in New Orleans for the first 30 days out of his own pocket. And it's been cool to see that ripple effect throughout the league. And then Saturday night, 
KSC, Kroenke Sports and Entertainment, the company that operates Pepsi Center, comes out and says they will also pay their part-time and hourly employees for the next 30 days. KSC also said that they've already donated six pallets of food, which I thought was a really cool gesture that would have perished from their various venues, Pepsi Center, Paramount Theater, Dick Sporting Goods Park, and First Bank Center. All of those ha- they've suspended operations at for at least 30 days. Again, it's going to be much longer. And obviously that food was going to waste, so they decided to donate uh, that food. KSC also said that they're continuing to work with the local food recovery program, We Don't Waste, to provide food for those in need. And like I said, they donated, they donated six pallets of food that otherwise would have gone to waste to We Don't Waste to get that food into the hands of people who really need it. So it was a great gesture from KSC. I- I'm glad they did it. They needed to do it. And... Leading up to that announcement, as teams were committing to this cause, as players were getting in on it too, I actually talked to a bunch of part-time and hourly employees at Pepsi Center. You know, I talked to them and just kind of asked them about where do they go from here? Because for a lot of them, and you can read about some of their stories on thednvr.com, that article went up Saturday. Uh, For a lot of them, it was their only source of income. Not all of them, you know. For some of them, it was one of a couple jobs that they have, or for some of them, they didn't necessarily need that job solely to pay all their bills. But for a lot of these part-time and hourly employees, it was their only job. A lot of them were students going to school during the day, and this was a job that they could fit into kind of their nightly schedule, you know, obviously with classes during the day and some free time to work in the evenings. A lot of them had families. And like I said, a lot of them, it's their only stream of income. It's what they used to pay rent. It's what they used to pay the bills. It's what they used to put their kid in daycare. So these people were devastated. And the sense I got from talking to a lot of them was there was some panic. A, because we're suddenly out of paycheck that we knew we were going to be getting for the next three months. And that's the thing with sports, right? It's usually so reliable But in times like this, it's not. You know basketball is going to start in October every year and go through April, maybe May if you're lucky. Same with hockey, although hockey's on like a two-week earlier schedule, I think, than basketball. You know baseball is going to start in April, end in October. You know uh, football is going to start in the fall and end in February. Sports are always so reliable But all of a sudden, they're not with the situation that our country and our world is in right now. So that's kind of shocking. And then two, some of the people I talked to were unsure if they should go out and get a new job because they didn't know when the season was coming back, right? Because there's not a firm timeline because the situation is so fluid. And we're learning more and more about this virus every day, it seems. But they didn't know if they should go out and get a job because, hey, if I go get a new job, I have to quit this one. And then say the league comes back in a month or two, I've, I've already committed to this other job. I can't continue to work game nights. I can't do that. That's my employer. So these people were in a bind. So it was really great to see KSE step up and join really almost every other NBA team and commit to paying their part-time and hourly employees. And like I said, you would hope – 
these organizations continue to pay these people for if this suspension goes on and when this league suspension goes on past 30 days because that's kind of the next checkpoint that we are looking towards and you know these people work tons of different jobs at pepsi center they work in retail right like at the altitude authentic shops around they work on the floor like the hype squad during games those are part-time hourly employees and then there's also a lot of other part-time hourly employees that aren't directly paid by KSC and don't directly work for Cronky Sports and Entertainment, like the food vendors, you know? And KSC did say in their statement that they're encouraging their partners to do the same. And of course, that's their food vendors, their security, like Argus Security. We should see all of their partners commit to paying their part-time and hourly employees as well. So it's been really cool to see this partner grow along with DNVR. They've been a longtime partner. And now you can actually try Strava Craft Coffee in a lot of different coffee shops around Denver, which is super cool and a testament to how good of a product it is. You can try Strava Craft Coffee at Carbon Cafe and Bar, Drip Denver, Slow High Coffee, Blue Sparrow Coffee, and Max Market. You can also order it online. It ships right to you very fast. And you can purchase it online for 20% off right now using the code DNVR20. Of course, Stravacraft Coffee is packed with CBD, which is non-psychoactive. It's been known to help long-term migraines, decrease anxiety, arthritis, IBS, etc. Remember, purchase Stravacraft Coffee online for 20% off using the code DNVR20. All right, back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by Illegal Pete's Harrison Wind here, Monday edition of the program. We've got a lot of cool stuff planned for our coverage, even though the league is suspended. Don't worry, guys. If you are a DMVR member, you are still going to get your fill of Nuggets and NBA-related content. We've got a lot of cool stuff planned. The ideas are flowing. The creative juices have been going for a while now, so... So I'm actually really excited to continue our coverage, even if the NBA is not playing games. Of course, it's not an ideal situation. This is obviously a far from ideal situation in the world that we're in right now. But don't worry. If you're a DNVR member, you will get your fill on Nuggets and NBA-related content over the coming months. And if you're not a member, sign up. It's the best place to get Denver sports news and the amount of perks that you get with a DNVR membership are just endless. Discounts at the bar, great member deals on thednvr.com. Every week we got a different member deal. Maybe one week it's shirts, one week it's a discount on hats. So, so many good things about being a DNVR member. If you're not, hit up thednvr.com backslash subscribe. Here's what I want to do to close out today's show. And a couple notes, keep sending your questions in. Keep sending your questions in if you're a member. We will continue to read those, of course. Now we can really get into some crazy stuff out there. Some off-the-wall type non-Nuggets-related questions that you guys might have. Maybe just about, about the league in general. We can get into whatever. So keep sending those in. Also, we might have to have a segment that replaces Half Court Heave. <laughs> 
I was really in love with that segment. I thought it was a great segment. I think you guys liked it too. But uh, we might have just jinxed ourselves out of an NBA season. We were really jinxing everything with that half-court heave. (laughs) But anyways, uh, we'll see if we're going to continue half-court heave or put a new segment in its place. I'll keep you guys in the loop on that. Obviously, we're going to review a lot of what's happened with this Nuggets season going forward, especially if it does turn out that the season is done, which I think there's a high probability that it is. But I just kind of want to throw some overarching themes at you guys. And like I said, there will be a lot more to come on this stuff. But here are just some numbers comparing last year's Nuggets and this year's Nuggets, if this is indeed where Denver finishes out. Last year... Denver had the seventh best offense in the league throughout the entire season, a 112 offensive rating. This year, the Nuggets have the ninth best offense in the re- in the league, but also a 112 offensive rating. So league-wide offenses were just a little better this year. Denver ha- was really operating at the same exact offensive efficiency that they were a year ago. They just slid a little bit in the rankings. Defensively, Denver had the 10th best defense last year. They had the 12th best defense this year. Their defensive rating went from a 108.1 to a 108.9, so a little bit of slippage there year over year. Surprising. Surprising. You know, maybe Denver would have picked it up to close the year, but you thought the defense would have been a little bit improved over last year. And last year, Denver had the 8th best net rating in the league, a 4.0 net rating across the entire season. This year, Denver had the ninth best net rating in the league, 3.1. So year to year, I think the big takeaway there is, you know, the Nuggets were kind of the same team that they were last year from a statistical standpoint. And if you look at the record, Denver is currently 43-22. and They were also 43-22 and through 55 games a season ago. So that's my big takeaway from those numbers is that statistically the Nuggets are a pretty similar team. And, you know, if you look player by player, uh, I I feel like that theme kind of keeps going. Like, for example, Jamal Murray's numbers look pretty much identical uh, to last year in a lot of aspects. 18.2 points per game last year, 18.8 points per game this year. 4.2 rebounds per game last year, 3.9 rebounds per game this year, 4.8 assists per game last year, exactly 4.8 assists per game this year. Pretty much the same amount of turnovers. His field goal percentage this year is actually a little higher, 43.7% last year, 45.5% this year. His three-point percentage, though, lower, 36.7% last year, 34.5% this year. And you look at a guy like Jamal Murray, I think he made some strides this year, particularly as a pure point guard operating out of the pick and roll. I think he was just better this year than he was last year, just from an eye test point of view. Uh, Just his ability to read defenses, I think that took a step this year. Uh, But elsewhere, I think he was a pretty similar player, just as an offensive weapon and what he was on the defensive end of the floor as well. I don't think he took a huge step forward this year. He was great defensively earlier in the season, and we've talked about that a lot. But later in the year, over the you know second two-thirds of the season, I felt like he reverted back to the guy he was last year. The biggest step Jamal probably took was you know with, with his voice as a leader, 
And the same goes for Nikola Jokic as well. I think Jokic got better in some aspects of his game. The biggest step he took forward was his voice. And he got more comfortable using his voice this year as a leader. And that is really, I think, the last frontier for him as an NBA superstar and a player. And the other big difference from last year was Denver got Will Barton back, playing to the level he was before the injury and probably then some. And then they also got Jeremy Grant, who has made the Nuggets a better team. He's added a different dynamic. He's given them more versatility off their bench. Remember, he was replacing pretty much Trey Lyles from last year, who was an absolute non-factor. But other than that, you know, everybody was pretty much the same guy, right? Like Monte Morris, very similar season to what he was last year. Obviously, Malik Beasley probably did not have the impact he had last year this season because he just didn't play as much. Gary Harris dropped off, obviously, even more than last year on the offensive end. His defense was probably a little better than it was a year ago. But overall, my feeling sitting here on March 16th, potentially talking about this season being over and reflecting back on it, I feel like this is a very similar team and and played at a very similar level to what they did last year. You know, and that's not a bad thing. They were a very good team last year that came within a game, a couple plays, a couple possessions of the Western Conference Finals. But I just did not see a huge leap forward from this team. And that is something I definitely thought they had the chance to do. Bringing everybody back, a lot of young guys on this team getting a year better and a year older with a year more experience. But it just didn't really come together like some thought it might have. So that's kind of just my feelings here where uh, where I sit now on March 16th. And obviously we might not have the playoffs to look back on it and see if they really did take another step forward. But I'm just talking what I saw over the first two thirds of the regular season. And then obviously the big X factor, Michael Porter Jr., who I think could have helped this team make another leap. You know, he just never really got a a firm hold of a rotation spot. And in the end, just kind of projecting forward here, and I've said this on podcasts before, but it's tough to imagine him making a huge impact down the stretch if there was a stretch. So those are just kind of some overarching thoughts on where I think this team sits currently. If the season did end today, just kind of comparing them to last year and my expectations of where I thought they would land this year. Let me know what you guys think. Of course, thednvr.com, if you're a member, throw a question, throw a comment in the comment section there, and we'll read it on Tuesday's pod. Should have vote back uh, for Tuesday's show. Maybe Mars will hop on as well. Uh, We shall see. Talk to you guys then. Before we get out of here, you know, it, it might be the middle of March. You might think we're out of the snow season, but the snow season we know never quite leaves Denver. It never quite leaves Colorado. So keep Denver Rubber Company in mind because they're your one-stop shop for anything that has to do with snow plows. Their blades can be cut to any length and slotted to meet your exact specifications. Denver Rubber Company Custom makes it all. They've got the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing custom hoses. Be sure to call them today for any snow plow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash dnvr 
Tell them who sent you.